I'm here from the Lisa Page Made Me Do It studios, uh, which is my wife's uh, uh, podcast. And, you know, uh, we're here at home because of the ice storm. One of the things um, I want to tell you about is Grip6.com. And the reason why is because I'm wearing those socks right now. It's cold here. You know when it's cold and you want nice, warm wool socks, but not socks that are like super thick. You can't even fit under your shoes. Grip6 does this really, really well. They're a small company uh, in Utah. They sell high quality, made in the USA belts and socks. They look good. They feel good. Uh, and they make them here in America. Everything's sourced in America. These guys believe in this country. They believe in what you believe in. Uh, and it's important. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. If, I don't know what to sell you on on that because uh, it becomes more and more important every single day to do business with people that you trust that can do the things uh, and believe in the things that you believe in as well. Highest quality here right now. Uh, they've got a sale going on. You can go uh, to grip6.com/stew. G-R-I-P the number six dot com/stew. Grip6.com/stew. Make sure to check it out. So many huge things uh, are happening in the world right now. I wanted to move um, our normal Friday uh, uh, guests, Michael Malice and Bill O'Reilly, right to the front uh, today because of what happened in Ukraine. It's important to hear um, other voices and as many voices as you can so we can get a handle on what is coming and what all of this means. We'll give you the update on what is currently happening in Ukraine and then what it means. Bill O'Reilly joins us in 60 seconds. Right now, home values are up at least 17%, and they could be even higher than that in high-cost areas. It is important that you understand there's a significant return on your home investment already, and that could be repurposed for some of the other needs that you... You know, if you can get cash out with a refi to pay down other loans, that might be the best thing you can do, especially if they're high interest loans. If you are paying over 4%, if you have a, if you have credit cards, you're probably paying at least 12%. That is an adjustable rate. It can go up quickly and you're going to need every dollar you have. Please, please, today is the day Take your financial future and put it on solid ground with American financing. Talk to them, tell them your situation, and uh, they'll see if they can help you. They work for you, not the banks. They don't get any kickbacks from the banks or anything else. 
It's American Financing. 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334. www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Uh, Stu, would you check on the uh, price of Bitcoin, um, oil, and uh, the Dow for me? Tell me, what's, uh, tell me what's going on. I know we were up down about 800 points before the markets opened. Uh, last night, Vladimir Putin uh, started uh, taking out all of the infrastructure and the the military uh, defenses of Ukraine. Uh, he said it's the denazification of Ukraine. He again says he has no intent on occupying it, but he has cut off the forces so they cannot retreat to uh, Kiev. Um, this is bad for Russia, especially if it becomes a bloodbath. The president still hasn't spoken out on it. Uh, we're waiting for him and what the consequences are going to be from the United States and Europe. This could be a very bad development. Bill O'Reilly is joining us now. Hello, Bill. Yeah, Biden's going to talk at 1230 Eastern. I mean, so show up about 130. Um, yeah. The undisciplined White House. Uh, he's always late. So they're writing up the speech now. Uh, he doesn't write the speeches. He doesn't even edit them, interestingly enough. Um, and they're writing it up, and he'll go over two or three times, and then he'll go out, you know, I figure about one thirty, one twenty, And what he'll say is that they're going to, you know, up the sanctions more, and no one will understand exactly what that is, unless you're a microeconomist. Um, but what he has to do now, and there's no two sides to this story. He's got to break Russia economically. He's got to break them. And this is the time to do it. So I was wrong about Putin, and you know how thrilled I am to admit I'm wrong, Beck. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. I was wrong because I thought Putin was a rational man, rational leader. He is not. That changes the equation. So wait, wait, hang on, hang on, hang on, Bill. Bill, is there a chance? Because he has always uh, appeared to be a ruthless killer, but yeah, also a a rational ruthless yes. killer. This th- I, I cannot I find any rhyme or yeah. reason. So maybe we're looking right. for the wrong reasons for him. Well, look, it doesn't matter what the reasons are. Well, it um, it does. It, hang, international hang, law. He's he's trying to destroy the world order. And build up a new world order. Um, Correct. That so hang so hang on. Let, let's look at that for a second. If you know they're going to put f- sanctions on you, a normal person would say, "Well, we're not going to be able to handle that." But you know, and I know, Bill, something that most people don't know. Uh, I think it was four or five years ago. Putin met with the Western press and said. World War III is already here. It's already being fought. You, your leaders just don't know it. And it will be fought with ones and zeros. If he is indeed looking for a new world order, this allows him to fight back and cripple financial uh, markets, cripple, do what we're doing to him, but fight with ones and zeros. Okay, but it's a different situation, Beck. Um, yes, he's going to hurt and has hurt worldwide financial markets. And the Dow is down about 700 points, 800 points today, and oil is up over $100 a barrel. That's temporary for us. 
but for him it isn't temporary. So the only thing you can do with an irrational leader, and, and one of the reasons I made the mistake in my analysis that said Putin wouldn't bring uh, military invasion to Ukraine was that when I talked to Trump, Trump thought he was rational. Trump thought that there were, there were lines that Putin wouldn't cross because he didn't cross them with Trump. Okay, now we know that, that Putin is not rational. So when you have a dangerous person with power in that area and you saddam hussein was one adolf hitler was one joseph stalin was one and history is littered with them you have to break them early and history has shown that and the united states and europe in a combination can break the russian economy which would lead to a coup against putin so the people would rise up, the military would turn on Putin. I don't think anybody's real thrilled about this invasion of Ukraine within Russia because it doesn't do no, Russia no. any good. It doesn't no, do them any they're good. Not. They're basically having trouble feeding their, their people now, and that's China's problem too. So they have trouble providing a decent standard of living for their own people, and this is going to hurt them even more. So you've got so to crush Putin is not... Putin is not suicidal. He knows if if his but but Bill, I just I'm telling you, if we would have just said the Ayatollah Khomeini is irrational and a crazy man and left it at that or Osama bin Laden, we wouldn't understand who we're dealing with. It seems irrational to us, but that's because we don't view it from their point of view. I think Putin. It It does matter. No, it doesn't matter at all. His point of view doesn't matter because he's already demonstrated that he's going to start a war. So what what the deuce does his point of view matter? Now we have to take what is he trying to what is he trying to accomplish? What is his real goal? Okay, so his real stated goal is to reimpose the power of the Soviet Union. That's his stated The empire, yeah. Right. But I think he's a loon. I think he's a sociopathic, megalomaniacal loon. He's all of those things except for the last one. So then, if if that's who he is, that he wants to blow up the world, okay, then you have to stop him from blowing up the world. And the only way... To do it is to break the Russian economy so the Russian people themselves take care of him. All right. So there is this weird thing going on, Bill, where um, people are saying, you know, either we've got to go in and put boots on the ground and and go to war or they're saying we love we love Putin. And, you know, we caused a lot of these problems, which some of that is true, uh, but not this, um, you know. I think we need to recognize that Putin is a very bad guy. This is a very bad thing, violation of international law, and we need to be part of the solution. But that doesn't mean go to war with Russia. Would you agree with that? Yeah. I mean, look, you're not going to get into a shooting war with Russia unless Russia invades a NATO country. So if that happens, then you have to uphold the treaty and defend militarily. But it won't be the kind of war that was waged in Vietnam and Korea 
um, even to some extent in Iraq. This will be a high-tech situation. Um, and Russia, again, has tremendous weapons. They can inflict an amazing amount of damage on the world. Now, will this guy Putin bring it to that? I, I can't predict. But the fact that he did this is that you don't give him the opportunity. All right. Correct. So if you if you inflict massive economic pain on Russia now, this is the only way to stop this man. So if Biden comes out and, and is a mealy mouth bumbling guy at twelve thirty in his conference today, and we're in serious trouble. I do not expect that. I expect that he will tell the world that there's going to be no more commerce with Russia. None. Okay? Everything stops. I would say no Russian airplanes are going to be allowed to land in the United States or Europe. I would absolutely say that because everybody can understand that. Okay? And I would also say if China or anyone else helps Putin, we're going to slap economic sanctions on them. Now, that's the tough guy approach we need. Will Biden do it? And if he doesn't do it, then we have a totally different discussion here. But yeah, if he, does, if he doesn't do it, because cor- you're a historian, Bill. Correct yes. me if I'm wrong. This is what it must have felt like in 1939 with Germany. But it was a different situation then, because the Allies then, in 19, the late 1930s when Hitler was running a roughshod, weren't prepared for war. We are. Trump rebuilt our military, okay? And we are a ferocious military machine, and so is NATO. I mean, Ramstein Air Force Base, if it were me, if I were president, I'd be moving heavy bombers in there now. Just as a force, show of force, okay? You've got to send a message to China and the rest of the world. We will not tolerate a breakdown in world order caused by a gangster all right that's what putin is he is a thug all right there is do you think illegal... anyone go ahead do you think and do you think anyone in our pentagon anyone in the white house really would know how to position without getting us into a war know how to position this or fight this I mean, you, there, there was a, one of the national security advisors for Obama last night and said, I don't trust any of these people in the White House, and I know them. I well, don't think I don't they're prepared to no, do this. I don't, I don't deal in that paranoia world. I don't deal in the world of punditry that says, uh, I'll let it go. It's not, you know, America's fault. You want a worldwide depression? You want everybody in America paying $10 for a gallon of gas and not, you know, uh, $30 for a hamburger? then you let these guys run wild because that's what will happen. All right? So there's, there's this idiocy, and I'm starting to lose patience with it, um, on television every night where Putin's not that bad a guy. It's Biden's fault that this is happening. It's not Biden's fault this is happening. Did Biden make it easier? Absolutely. Did everyone on the planet know he was going to be a weak president? Well, if you didn't, you're a blanking moron. All right? But 80 million people voted for him. That's on us. Are we going to learn a lesson from that? I hope so. You put a weak guy in, you got the Civil War. You put a weak guy in in 2020, you got Putin running wild. Okay? Are we getting the message? No more weak guys. No more progressives. 
No more Green New Deals. No more. Or you're going to live a life of misery and your children are going to be in chaos. Do we all get that now, please? But you don't blame Biden for what Putin is doing. That's stupid. You rally behind the country, United States, and you say, we're breaking Russia economically. We're sending a message to China right now. You are not going to destroy world order, because if you do that, every American gets hurt. Do you see the linkage? If you don't, you're a blanking moron. I hate to be so stark, Beck, but it's time for this kind of talk in this country. Americans made a tremendous mistake electing Joe Biden. If you are still defending your vote, you're stupid. Stupid. If you are behind the progressive movement, you're destructive. I don't want you in my house. Okay? It's over. They failed. Biden is a bad president. Unfortunately, he's the only one we have, and now we have to demand that he break Russia economically. That's what has to happen if Americans want to go back to normal lives. Period. All right. Bill O'Reilly, I, I, would, I wish that you would be a little more clear on your feelings. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we'll, I want to talk to you about, I've never heard a president at the, at the point it was two days ago say, and this is going to cost the American people uh, money. There's going to be hardships here. There are. And I, I would like to talk to you a little bit about uh, what you think this is going to cost us uh, as people and, and what we should do as people. Back with Bill O'Reilly in just a second. Familiar sounding testimonial from uh, Pat about Relief Factor. He says, I ordered this for my wife, knowing she wouldn't do it for herself. I asked her to at least try it for me back in October. By the fourth day, she said, I feel a difference. It's now February. She's a firm believer. Thank you. Relief Factor was created by doctors to help the body reduce inflammation. Like ibuprofen attacks inflammation one way. Doesn't matter if you have 600, 800 milligrams. If it doesn't work for you, it doesn't work for you. It never has for me. So what the, what the uh, doctors did is they looked at uh, inflammation and said, okay, we have this tool, this tool, this tool, this tool, four different ingredients that all attack inflammation a different way. Why don't we put all of them in one to see if that covers people? Well, I've never taken ibuprofen and seen any result. I take Relief Factor and I'm out of pain. It's a three-week quick start you can check out for yourself right now. 70% of the people who try it go on to order more. It's nineteen ninety-five. Please try it. Call 800, the number 4, relief. 800-4-RELIEF. ReliefFactor.com. That's ReliefFactor.com. Relief Factor. Feel the difference. 10 seconds. Station ID. So, Bill, I, I want to um, ask you, first of all, have you ever heard, except in like World War II, a president say that uh, these things are going to cost the American people? I mean, financially, I, I've not heard that from any other president. Uh, and what he was talking about was gas prices and everything else. And it is going to cost us. I mean, no doubt it is. Um, and this is um, a foolish 
um, ideologically driven policy of trying to strangle the fossil fuel industry in the name of climate change. Mm-hmm. When you have, and I don't know whether you noticed this or not, but last week, China and Russia made a deal for coal, yes. where Russia is going to ship thousands of tons of coal to China, who's building five new coal plants for energy. A week. And we're destroying week. our fossil fuel uh, mm-hmm. industry here, and they're doing that? I mean, this is the kind of stupidity that's driven by uh, the corrupt media, Hollywood, all of the you know, places where you hear it, that's just incomprehensible. It's incomprehensible. I want a clean planet, but you don't destroy the infrastructure of your energy delivery system when people need to get to work and heat their homes because of some blanket theory. Okay? While the other side of the world is polluting the hell out of the planet. You don't do that. That's stupid. Again, I have to use that word. Okay? So now... But it's true. Again, 80 million Americans voted for this man, and he goes on and goes, I'll tell you, my stupidity means you have to pay more money for fuel. That's what he should say. It's not all Americans have to sacrifice. It's my stupidity is causing your bills to go up. That's the truth. Is it not, Beck? It is. Bill, I have about 90 I have about 90 seconds left. What should we watch for good and bad in the speech today? If it's all gobbledygook and you don't know if it's this bank and that bank and we're going to this guy can't come to Finland or whatever, then you know it's BS. If he gets out there and he says, no more dollar transactions with Russia, we're going to strangle their economy, we're going to break them because we can't put up with this kind of stuff, then maybe we got something. I have to tell you, if a member of the audience is not subscribed to BillOReilly.com, I would subscribe right now because I have a feeling Bill's a little passionate on this. And by the time he hits his program this afternoon and evening, uh, I have a feeling he will be deadly on this topic. Bill, thank you so much. God bless you. Okay, Beck. Thanks for having me. Thank you. BillOReilly.com. BillOReilly.com. All right. Now we go to Michael Malice. Uh, Interested to hear what he has to say on what we should be looking for and what all of this means. Back in a minute. The Glenn Beck Program. You know, the reason why I, I said it is important to know what his what his plan is, what his real goal is, is because if his real goal is to collapse the West, he thinks perhaps that he can outlast us if he hits our power grid, our oil pipelines uh, and our financial district with ones and zeros. Uh, they are experts at this. They, they are the ones that the cyber hacking is a way of life between China and Russia. They cyber hack the West. Right now, just take yourself out of this pool as much as you can. We can't prevent all identity theft and monitor all transactions at all businesses. But LifeLock is the best out there. They have been the ones that have been doing it for the longest. And now they're with Norton, the best software protection. So join now. Save up to 25% off your first year with promo code BECK. Lock your life down with LifeLock. 
1-800-LIFELOCK. 1-800-LIFELOCK or lifelock.com. Use the promo code back. Save 25%. Do it now. 1-800-LIFELOCK or lifelock.com. It's blazetv.com slash Glenn. For the promo code Glenn, you'll save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. I think there's two things that we as Americans need to make very clear. Vladimir Putin is an evil, bloodthirsty killer. He is a totalitarian. That does not mean the second point I'd like to make clear, that we should go to war. Um, Those can be separate and equal. Uh, And uh, we need to support all we can, the people of Ukraine. And I mean that as people. Mercury One is uh, working with Slovakia right now. Uh, Slovakia is taking in refugees. There are going to be people that are going to be running and escaping Ukraine. And uh, we are looking into ways to help them. We as people can help the people of Ukraine. A guy who knows communism really inside and out uh, is Michael Malice. Um, this this lie that Putin is uh, sharing that, you know, uh, it's just a it's a Russian, a Russian territory. And oh, they love Russia. Let me use one word to remind the world. Holodomor. They don't love Russia. Uh, Michael Malice is here with us now, uh, the author of The Anarchist Handbook and also uh, Dear Leader. Uh, Michael, can you you escaped from a communist country or your family did, right? Yeah, I was born in Ukraine. You're born we were all in from Ukraine. Ukraine. Yeah, we were from Western Ukraine, Lvov specifically. Wow. So I didn't know it was Ukraine. Um, so you give us perspective on what's happening. Well, I, I mean, I think the problem we have with, I'm going to take a little bit of a meta approach. The problem we have with kind of the way our media is set up is you and I are discussing a very dynamic situation. Uh, we have very limited information. The information we're given is often intentionally obfuscatory, um, yes. certainly from Russia's perspective. So we're kind of shooting off the hip and people want to understand how should I look at this? And anything you and I say is going to be a little bit, it should be taken with a grain of salt, just like anything we see in the media, generally speaking, but especially when it comes to a war situation where it's enormously advantageous for both sides to kind of keep their cards close to their chest. Um, I I would disagree with you a a slight bit. Uh, I don't think Putin is a totalitarian. Not every dictator is a totalitarian, but that is a silly semantic point that really is neither here nor there. What what would you call him? Wait, wait, how would you classify him? You could be a dictator without being a totalitarian. He's not um, literally a Stalinist um, or a Hitler figure. Um, I agree with you completely that when you're talking about missiles hitting cities, our, our concern should be with civilians um, and, 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 and you know, making sure they're kept safe. I mean, I think it's fair to say, uh, Glenn, this is the kind of thing that you and I and pretty much everyone listening to this couldn't really expect to see in our lifetimes. This is uh, something, you know, war in, in Europe on this level is something that was regarded as relegated to history books. So I think we're all a bit like, 
what do we do now? But thankfully, it's really it's kind of bone chilling. Firm hand of Joe Biden in the White House. <laughs> yes, yes. Head of the Foreign Policy Committee. That's why Obama oh, tapped yeah. him. This is oh. this is how smart Obama was. He saw this coming, so he picked Joe Biden as his foreign policy expert for VP. Now he's in the White House, so we can rest assured. The Ukrainian people can rest assured Joe Biden has your back. Tell me what it's like in Ukraine. Well, I, I left when I was one and a half, but my parents... Well, as a one and a half, so it was very big. The rooms were very large. <laughs> <laughs> no, they weren't, even when you're one and a half. Uh, I, I assure you. But my parents did not... You know, if they had any chance of me having a hopeful life there, I would have remained. But again, this was the 70s. This was the USSR. It was a very different time. My, uh, the Ukra- U- Ukraine, don't say the Ukraine, which is a region. Ukraine is a country. Um, Ukraine is, you know, obviously much more liberalized. But at the, you, the point you made earlier in the introduction, the level of animosity from Ukrainians to Russians uh, and to Russia specifically, I don't want to say Russians, excuse me, is really, really high to the point yeah. where if you speak Russian or it, it, that is kind of a bit of a faux pas because there's such a memory of decades of oppression. But on the other hand, Eastern U- Ukraine does have more affinity toward Russia than Western Ukraine, sure. which has historically more aligned with Europe. Uh, I mean, it's the reason why we say Kiev instead of Kiev, which we've always said, because Kiev is the way the Russians have pronounced it, uh, right. if I'm not mistaken, right? Correct. That's correct. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when he says he's uh, going to uh, denazify uh, the Ukraine or or Ukraine itself, what uh, what does that mean to people in Ukraine? Oh, it meant that all those truckers somehow crossed the ocean, and now they're in uh, <laughs> Ukraine. <laughs> so they really kicked them out of Canada good. Um, I mean, it, it means not, it's nothing. It's nonsense. It's, it's complete, you know, double talk. It, it was the same thing that East Germany said for years for their oppression, which is, oh, you know, we're getting rid of all the Nazis, which were kind of, they claimed was historically a specifically West German phenomenon. How could that even been possible? So when you're talking, when you're talking, here's the thing with Putin and just with the Russian approach, it's kind of like saying things that are so audacious and, and ridiculous on its face, but it's daring you to call their bluff. So whatever he's saying, I mean, in any time of war, you, you only have to roll your eyes and be like, okay, this is nonsensical. So, Michael, I, I know that you and I disagree on the size of government. You say zero. I say, uh, you know, some. Um, and we both disagree with going into Ukraine, um, I imagine, uh, yeah. and, and sending military and troops and getting involved in another war, et cetera, et cetera. Can you, can you explain how do you square the circle when it comes to uh, things like, like Hitler? If we would have acted sooner uh, and acted with force before he went into Poland, uh, things might have been different. You catch these guys early and don't give them any air to breathe. How do you? How would you deal with this in your utopian world? Well, I don't live in a utopian world. You live in a utopian world because in your utopian world, uh, you can go into someone who was duly elected, like Hitler was. And you could overthrow the government, and somehow that's not going to have negative consequences. 
So the non-utopian world I live in recognizes that there are going to be extremely evil people like Hitler. And in order to do this, you have to make sure they are not given incentives and mechanisms to increase their power. And the only way a Hitler can become a Hitler is with the government. Without a government, you're just going to have him be a homeless painter. So and then, uh, so that's one thing. Uh, I don't think anyone has or had a solution to Hitler. I mean, no, Hitler they... happened. It, so there was no good options on the table at the time, especially and most importantly, and this goes back to the person you and I hate the most in terms of America, Woodrow Wilson. If the yeah. West hadn't been so oh. exhausted as a result of the Great War, if they hadn't seen an entire generation lost for no reason, there would be far more appetite to take on a Hitler. This is one of the reasons yes. Neville Chamberlain uh, you know, had his appeasement, because he's like, we're not doing this again. I can't, whatever the cost is, we're not Correct. paying it, because we Correct. just paid the cost yesterday, effectively. So in your non-utopian world, uh, looking at our utopian world, how does a Michael Malice solve that? Do you, if you don't want him to be a dictator, don't let him grow into things, don't give him access to things, do you cut off the, his access to the West? Who, Hitler? No, no, Putin. like Putin. I, I, what would I, you I'm do not, if you were... Go ahead. I don't... I am not... Uh, this, you're, we're talking... There's a big difference between you know, a political philosophy and theory, whether, you know, the founding father's vision of America, my vision of anarchism, or some kind of Bernie Sanders social democracy. I don't know that any of those really matter when it comes to a situation of war that we're fighting today. I'm not a military strategist. I don't think I have any particular insight into geopolitics or oh, we should sanction you. this region or let, let some route in through the Caspian Sea or something like that. I, I, I don't have any good answers for you, Glenn. I'm sorry. Oh, that's, that's, I mean, I think that's one of the best answers I have heard from anybody. <laughs> uh, everybody's willing to spout off. And, of course, you know, those of us who are clearly right do. Uh, anyway, um, uh, <laughs> no, I Michael, mean, thank you. No, go ahead. Just quickly, anyone who thinks that there is some kind of magic wand that's going to resolve a situation against, you know, one of the largest countries in the world who's actually already shooting missiles into cities. I, I think they're just being inaccurate. Hmm. Do, do you think that Vladimir Putin is Bill O'Reilly? And I just had this argument. He thinks he's crazy. He thinks he's <laughs> always been, oh, always been rational, blah, 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 blah. But now he's crazy. I don't think he's crazy. I just don't think we understand what his goals are. The whole point, I, reason I wrote Dear, Dear Reader, my North Korean book, is to demonstrate how evil, rational, and logical their system is in order to further the Kim's family and their control and power. There's nothing Putin's doing that is remotely crazy just because it's something evil or we don't understand. Correct. Correct. We just don't understand what his real motives are, what his end game is. We can look exactly. at it from our perspective and say that... That's ridiculous. But until we understand him, uh, we, we won't we, we don't stand a chance. We don't stand a chance. Um, thank you, Michael. I appreciate it. Always a pleasure. Glenn. Take care, guys. You bet. Bye bye. Interesting perspective. All right. Back in just a second. All right. With what's going on in the world, we need um, to reinforce our children. 
we need our children to stand up and say no to big government. Uh, yes to freedom. Yes to small government. Yes to uh, the free exchange of ideas, the free exchange of goods and services. Who's going to teach them this? If you're not teaching it, they will not get it. I want to make sure you understand that. They are not going to get it anywhere else unless you are teaching it. How are you going to, how, how is, what are you going to do? How are you going to teach that? Do you even know? Because I didn't. Here's the thing. There's Tuttle Twins. They have the Tuttle Twins books that are out. It, they teach about the free markets, the founding of America, why big government always becomes oppressive. Um, they're fun. They're entertaining. You can start with the little kids, and then they have other books for the teenagers as well. The extended Tuttle Twins President's Day Sale includes all 12 kids' books. They are so important. They should be in every home. Um, the activity workbooks, uh, plus a free copy of 10 important facts about the Declaration of Independence. You can find them now on sale this week at TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Get the huge discount and bonuses, but the sale ends tomorrow. That's TuttleTwinsBeck.com. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. The Glenn Beck Program. Coming up in uh, just a few minutes, um, I'm going to I'm going to tell you what I think we should do as a people, as a group of listeners, what we need to recognize uh, and what all of this insanity means. And it is insanity. And there's there's a lot of nuance in life. And the reason why you can call the Tea Party Nazis or you can call the truckers Nazis is because some one person will show up with a Nazi flag and uh, it, they're probably not even involved with the movement. And then that is the story. And there is no nuance. There is no stopping and saying, well, wait a minute, is that true? Um, there is, the, the, life is more complex than black and white. Um, and the idea that... Um, uh, we should defend Putin is insanity. Um, we, I don't think we should go to war over this. I think that would be a, a colossal. It would be playing into the same things that we have done over and over and over again in the last hundred years and keep screwing it up. Um, to blame this on, on Joe Biden is also nonsense. Did he play a role in screwing things up? Yes, he did. Is he uh, responsible in some regard for Putin wanting to do this and thinking he would get away with it because of Afghanistan? Absolutely. Is it Joe Biden's fault? No, it is Putin's fault, period. Now, how do we deal with him? Well, yeah. uh, you know, that, that's where the subtlety comes in. And it's not just do nothing, praise Putin, or go to the war. It's not right. that. I mean, and it, it, look, I think Joe Biden definitely deserves a good chunk of, of blame for the way he's handled this. And I think I know you agree with that. You know, it's of course sort of similar to saying that, like, you know, someone goes uh, a bunch of crime starts happening in a city that has defund the police. It's like 
you know, the criminals are primarily still at fault for the crimes, right? That, you know, yes. but the policy of defund the police is making it easier. It's encouraging these things to go on. And it's Correct. certainly doing nothing to solve the problem. So Biden, you know, look, Biden isn't responsible. He's not launching missiles at Ukraine, but he is, he's, his, particularly Afghanistan, showed so much weakness that Putin, who wants to do terrible things, felt emboldened to do them. Uh, and I think has emboldened China, as we're seeing today. There is a leak from the Chinese press. There's no leaks in China, you know, or you go away. There's no leaks. Uh, they intentionally uh, leaked this out from their own media. Uh, the the uh, leadership of China said, go easy on Russia, support them, because we're going to need their support when we take on the United States about Ukraine. Uh, I'm sorry, about Taiwan, because Taiwan is not like Ukraine. Taiwan has always been Chinese. So that all stems from the weakness in Afghanistan. This is what happens when you have a weak leader. Uh, I, I would say we all need to pray for Joe Biden and the leadership of this nation. Uh, pray for us to know what to do. I'm going to try to help you on that next. Coming up at the top of the hour, what is it that you should understand? What is it that you should do to prepare? All coming up after the top of the hour news on most of your local stations.